Good afternoon to all of you. I would like to thank uh, Capital Link for uh, making this event and our panelists until now for uh, the very interesting insights. I'm Yanis Kufalitakis. I'm a foreign owners liaison in Greater China for Lloyd's Register. And uh, today, my questions will be focused on shipyards and uh, will reflect uh, the concerns and the questions I'm getting uh, when I'm talking with external and internal stakeholders. So with me today, I have uh, Mr. Xu Aizong from Costco, Mr. Zhang Heng from uh, Hudong Zhonghua, Mr. Dimitris Vranopoulos from Marine Plus, and Mr. Juan Xiaofei, shipping broker. I will let uh, the panelists introduce themselves. Mr. Xu. I'm Xu from Costco Heavy Industry. So I'm a commercial guy uh, for Liu Beauty. Yeah. Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Zhang Hen from Hudong Zhonghua Shipyard Commercial Department. Uh, I'm glad to participate in this uh, conference. Thank you. Yeah, my name is Ling from Challenge Shipyard. For Challenge Shipyard, we focus on gas market and also container market. Thank you. Yes, good afternoon, everyone. And thanks again to Nikos Bornozis for putting together this uh, very interesting conference in Shanghai. Uh, my, my company is Marine Plus. We've been active in providing technical services to the Greek shipping community for the past 35 years. We have a very long cooperation with China, dealing on the one hand with dry docking work, uh, repair, conversion, and retrofit work with most of the yards in China. Uh, and as of recent, we have also engaged in new building. And the strategy with uh, new building is to work only with China, which is a place that I feel comfortable with. I know the people. Uh, we have in-house brokerage uh, expertise as well. And we're happy to say that we recently concluded a, a three-vessel Ultramax uh, project in Nantong Xianyu. So very happy to be here. And China is the land of opportunity, as opposed to the saying that used to go for uh, another country. Thank you very much. Hello, my name is Yuan. So I speak on behalf of uh, Topher Transport. I've been in this industry for 20 years, uh, so, and we have the mega shipyard uh, bosses sitting here, so I will speak on the third side, uh, on behalf of the middle side or smaller size shipyards, and uh, as a new building circle people. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Yuan. So I would like to start uh, with uh, LNG. This China always impressed us in the past, but what we see last year, it was really phenomenal. All these years, there was just one shipyard that they could build the membrane-type LNG carriers. And in one year, we have five, and two waiting in the line. So I would like to, to ask uh, Mr. Zhang Heng and Mr. Ling, now that gas sector is booming, 
and we have more and more foreign owners and operators going to invest in China. What is your plans regarding increasing new building capacity and how you will be able to do that without compromising other aspects such as quality and delivery times? Mr. Chang. Uh, thank you. Uh, I think it's necessary for, for me to uh, introduce uh, shipyard, uh, our shipyards, uh, the history uh, about LNG carriers. Um, actually, we start uh, uh, the, the uh, research and design is from 1997. Uh, actually, the first vessel what, what we delivered is on 28. It almost 10 years, uh, you know, uh, after, uh, you know, uh, the preparation for design and all uh, analysis and the research. Uh, I should say it's not easier uh, for us to enter uh, this field. Uh, my personally um, thinking is, uh, first of all, the necessary and uh, substantial conditions for uh, LNG carrier building is uh, the shipyard needs have an entire system uh, for HSE and all uh, necessary management. Uh, without this, I think uh, uh, our clients, including Charter, will not uh, think shipyard is qualified um, because uh, this uh, industry means the energy, uh, especially the gas, uh, is uh, you know hazard uh, products and uh, uh, you know uh, it's risk uh, if you have any negligence uh, during you know productions and during the designs. So uh, before you take contract, you have to prove you have that uh, you know uh, uh, measured you know uh, uh, systems and uh, max. Uh, uh, mechanisms to uh, uh, running all the system uh, in a good order. Uh, uh, besides, um, you also need everyone uh, to follow the rules and the regulation which is established by uh, shipyards. Uh, by our shipyards, we will have uh, regular uh, training, regular examinations, and regular meetings and FAT to let everyone understand your positions, uh, uh, how to work in HSE systems uh, and uh, the quality systems. Uh, the best way is uh, everyone, uh, you know, get used to thinking before you work, you know, uh, and carry out the correct uh, uh, you know, uh, jobs uh, uh, in his own positions. Um, so I think this is uh, uh, necessary for us uh, to go on uh, with this uh, thinking and the concern. So um, I think this is my uh, personal opinion to answer your questions. Uh, it could be a uh, reference for uh, others. Yeah. So you, you do have plans to increase your uh, capacity, new building capacity, right? Um, yes, uh, actually, uh, if you recall uh, our, uh, how to say, the, the records, in performance records, 
you will see um, uh, in 10 years, uh, just 10 years before, our capacity is maximum three uh, vessels uh, per year. Uh, but this year, uh, our capacity uh, will achieve six ships. Uh, and uh, our plan, uh, in 2025, the delivery uh, could be eight ships. Uh, and uh, in 2027, uh, our uh, schedule uh, will achieve 10 to 12 vessels per year. Uh, I think uh, uh, the conditions you know, for shipyards uh, to expand our capacity uh, for delivery, uh, first of all, uh, is our, how to say, the, the management uh, system getting better and more, how to say, uh, efficient. Um, and uh, in other hand, uh, we also need, you know, the whole train, uh, uh, I mean, especially the supplier side, uh, from sh uh, shipyard point of view. Uh, we think uh, because, you know, LNG carrier is still, uh, you know, a high uh, technical, high, you know, value-added uh, products, uh, I think within uh, China, uh, our country, uh, we still have not enough, you know, supplier. Uh, I think especially the, the major equipment uh, for the uh, LNG carrier buildings. Um, so we, uh, we, uh, we hope, you know, in the next few years that, that can, uh, how to say, the situations will getting better. Uh, but fortunately, you know, uh, during the last uh, 10 years, we see uh, more and more uh, supplier, uh, for example, from the uh, material side, uh, like uh, uh, glass wool, like uh, uh, insulation suppliers, the more and more, uh, you know, uh, uh, domestic, uh, you know, local supplier, uh, you know, could be in the uh, makers list and uh, accept, uh, acceptable, you know, by uh, clients and owners. So um, I, th I hope, you know, this trend could be continuous uh, in the future and, uh, and more, you know, uh, major uh, supplier will set their factory in China. Uh, that would be better, you know, for uh, the whole uh, LNG cover uh, buildings in China. <clears throat> okay, thanks a lot. Mr. Ling? Yeah, I think uh, for China Shipyard, uh, we are very clear. Even now, the market is very hot, but uh, uh, we always keep in mind that the new building industry is always a very technical uh, industry and uh, we still remember uh, two years before for shipyards are struggling very much to get the orders so we are very cautious about uh, expanding our capacity we are watching the market and try to balance the heavy investment investment especially for energy carrier uh, we uh, balance the risk and also the profit we can get uh, from the hot market, we are watching how long the market will be kept and also how long the price, new building price level will be kept. Uh, it's the first point. Second point, regarding how to increase our capacity without compromise our quality and delivery time. I think for challenge period, it's very clear. The first, uh, we will concentrate uh, 
our resources to very limited segment market for China only gas market and also thirteen to fifteen k container vessels. I think this hot market provides the opportunity for HBR to concentrate or focus on the limited second market. It's very important for HBR's management system. The second point, we will adopt new technologies, such like digitalization, such like robots, like lean production, like group technology. This technology will improve our efficiency uh, very much without uh, having investment. The third point I believe is the most important. Uh, we are believe the manpower is the most important factor to ensure the on-time delivery and also the quality of the vessel. So now we're changing our uh, outsourcers to our directly managed uh, workers. It's the most important uh, measures we would like to take. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Lin. And now, next question to Mr. Xu Aizong. So, China is probably the most important stakeholder when it comes to raw material trade. However, lately, bulk carrier segment have some challenges, such as Ukraine, Russia, now real estate. Despite that, the predictions for uh, new building orders for bulk carriers are very promising. Based on that, what is the strategy of Costco Group for uh, fleet growth? And second, are there any plans from Costco's group of shipyards to increase the capacity before 2027? Okay, so actually, um, uh, I just introduced myself. I only uh, come from Costco heavy industry, but uh, for Costco shipping, so the bulk area, so the, the vessels will belong to Costco shipping bulk, bulk. So I'm not so clear for the strategy, but uh, as I know, so Costco uh, shipping bulk have several years without placing one vessels. So. But then should remain their uh, position in the shipping market. So at Costco uh, strategy, so Costco shipping now is the first ship owner in the market. So for Costco bulk, so they will remain their position. So this is their first. Second is uh, for Costco shipping bulk, uh, cost so many years, they now uh, play the orders, new orders. Uh, as uh, new new rules, new requirement, new environmental rules requirement, so I think they will play the orders. So uh, such as Commerce Max, Newcastle, or, or these uh, these vessels, and uh, I know they are just uh, discussing uh, the plans for this. So for cost, for shipyards, so now and the Costco ship heavy industry, so have five shipyards for new building. So everybody know Kawasaki, Costco Kawasaki at this moment is the first shipyard. Uh, so if we mention the management, so managing, uh, production managing, so the efficiency and the production um, efficiency now is uh, very good. So without uh, this advantage, so Costco other shipyards, so we will uh, learn from uh, Kawasaki. So this is our um, our strategies to this. 
So if we mention before 2027, so capacity of uh, Costco shipyards, yes, we want. Because we know, so more vessels delivered, so with this market, well, means more profit. But we still very clear to rem re uh, remember the tough market. So as Mr. Zhang and Mr. Ni mentioned, we will be very cautious. We will, will be cautious for the investment and for the, to the facility to some, uh, put more money in the a new building. Uh, but we will train people, we will um, improve our production um, efficiency. We will, um, um, we will our new design for the good arrangement. So by this, we will uh, improve our facility to meet the market requirement. This is my position. Okay, thanks a lot. Next question to Mr. Yuan Xiaofei. Many people in the market are complaining for the high prices of new building. But despite that, we see new orders coming. And there are orders up to 2028 in some cases. How do you explain this? And second, do you think that current new building prices offer a rational investment? Thank you, Yanes. Uh, Yanes. And uh, so this is actually a big question because it's uh, supporting this Capital Link uh, forum because uh, we are talking new building here uh, is the basic of the finance part of the second hand. So uh, you are talking about uh, the delivery slots already as far as 2028, but uh, actually it's depending on the building capacity barriers of the shipyards. For example, Jiangnan, there's slots for gas carrier, maybe 2028, but for the Ultramax, for the Consamax, for the simple bulk carriers, maybe still 2026, end of 2026, we still have slots. But anyway, different sectors, indeed, there are still a lot of orders, and uh, despite the price is uh, high, we will say. Uh, first, we look into the containers. Why the containers are still ordering? Because the liner companies, they, they, they are holding big profit. They are holding big cash in the hand. They have nowhere to go. So they, they, they are thinking about, they, they have to spend the money. One part, of the, one part is to renew because of the economic requirement. So they have to renew their fleet. They have to uh, maintain their demonstration, I mean, the market position. That's why the last years, after, even after the container booming, the still there are a lot of big container orders still happened. The second is that uh, I think the tanker market uh, is robust now. So you will see we, we're still having the, this uh, Ukraine and uh, Russian conflict happening. But some companies, they make profit in between. And some companies still looking for expanding on the tanker market. So that's why also tanker orders, especially last six months, a lot of orders been placed, Aframax, MR tankers, recently. And the bulk market is difficult to say because last year's, actually last year's we had a lot of containers orders squeeze out the normal tanker and the bulk carrier orders. But this year, although the bulk market 
the charter hire still low, or, or say relatively low, but recently you will see the shipyards are quite busy. The inquiries for the bond carriers are quite busy. So you are asking the question if the decision of the owners to making, uh, for placing the orders is rational or not. I, was, I would say every decision for placing the order in front of the owner's desk is logical. They, they are facing their situation, so they are making their decision to make the orders. So if, if rational or not, we don't know, but uh, maybe after 20 years or maybe five years later, the statement, the finance statement will tell us is rational or not. <laughs> uh, I mean, but let me explain a little bit on this, why the new building price sinks a little bit high now. So, but personally, and uh, after discussion with our shipyard friends, we all agree that uh, the new building price right now actually is healthy. Uh, from 2020 to 2023 now, the price being increased around 25 to 30%. So, okay. The new building price was being pushed up by the labor cost, by the raw material cost, by the market, because of the booming container market. But still, that uh, the margin of the shipyard is not, not, absolutely not like before Lehman Brothers. Before Lehman Brothers, that's a crazy time we, we realize now. But now, actually, shipyards still only hold minimum margin. So we are thinking, we, we believe, so current new building price is healthy. So, you, so, we, so if the question is current new building price is high or not, maybe it's the lowest point in the next 10 years. Maybe. So, you know, I, I uh, some, sometimes my, my friends always to describe the shipping market in the old Chinese uh, saying. Uh, I, I speak a little bit Chinese here. 在如林外十里面有一句京剧,就是那个我的朋友经常用来形容这个航运市场。So, uh, explains, let me explain a little bit in English. So, some high position people resign from their positions, go back to hometown. Some students rush to the examinations for those positions. So it happens all the time in the shipping market. So to be honest, I cannot uh, reply your question if rational or not, but I think it's logical. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Next question to Mr. Varanopoulos. Chinese shipyard's order book is virtually full for the next two to three years. And by that time, some expect that retrofits will start to be the next hot thing. What is your view about that? And when do you believe the retrofits will peak? And what measures are taken by your company to meet the challenge of having to deal with so many different technologies? Okay, thank you, John. Uh, 
basically the, the available tools to shipping companies in terms of uh, energy-saving devices. Uh, a lot have been around for quite a while. Some, some have come up uh, more recently. Some are cost-effective. Some seem a little more, expect, uh, a little more expensive. Uh, data is still being collected on actually, depending on the type of vessel, how much uh, added value, or rather how much a reduction in cost uh, is actually um, uh, applicable depending on, on the particular size of vessel and, and the type of vessel. Uh, I'll just go through very briefly, uh, let's say, the 10 uh, retrofit options which I know are available. I'm sure there's more because people are always doing research and development to come up with, with new ideas. Even though everything is so optimized at the moment, there's not that much uh, in terms of uh, margin. Air lubrication system, fuel-saving propeller attachment, pre-duct, wake equalizing duct, shaft generator installation, low-loss hybrid energy system, onboard DC grid system, nose job, basically modifying the, uh, the bulbous bow, fuel oil emulsion, technology, wind, rotor sails, fixed wind sails. That's, that's again, on, on the uh, pricier side. But, again, there's some signs that that actually may... Uh, may end up with uh, significant uh, uh, reductions in fuel consumption uh, and uh, obviously by, uh, by fuel consumption reduction, uh, reducing the, uh, the emission level as well. And finally, number 10, uh, interceptor fin plates. Uh, apart from what every company, every shipping company decides to do with their vessel, and depending on the size and the type of vessel, there's more or less options available to actually have an impact on fuel consumption. Uh, obviously, there are other ways as well. I mean, it's been mentioned before in the, in the conference, low steaming is an option. Uh, the use of new generation uh, anti-fouling paint, which again is something which I see at least in terms of the Greek market is becoming quite popular. Uh, more regular underwater cleaning and propeller cleaning, something which was not so common before now seems to be a much more uh, regular event. So owners have got you know, options available uh, because, uh, as you rightly said, I mean, the order book seems to be quite, uh, quite blocked for the next uh, couple of years. But there's actually, I, I know, I'm aware of a project uh, which is on a, a bit on the exotic side. I mean, there is a container operator, not, not Greek, uh, who has booked a vessel in uh, a Chinese shipyard to do a conversion from conventional fuel to dual fuel. But I think, honestly, that's, that's a bit extreme. I mean, I, I'm not really sure how, how that pans out in terms of uh, what the capex uh, is uh, involved and how much you actually get back over time. Uh, in terms of what we're doing as a company to, uh, to assist our, our clients and customers, uh, basically we're doing our own due diligence, uh, checking to see what is available on the market, uh, making the owners aware. Honestly, the owners have uh, very knowledgeable people in the technical department, operations department, the owners themselves. So we don't need to teach them how to suck eggs. But at the same time, you know, we, we try to assist them in going through this uh, maze of uh, options available. In terms of which shipyards can actually do which retrofit, uh, again, I, I've done a lot of uh, retrofit and conversion uh, work in uh, China, which is still our main market. 
in terms of that particular activity. So I can more or less guide donors, depending on what they actually want to do, uh, to, to select the, the right yard, again, depending on location as well and all the rest, and whether the work can be done alongside or whether it actually needs to be in dry dock. Uh, if the special survey of the intermediate is coming up, that's fine. If not, the owner needs to decide if it's actually worth stopping the vessel, doing the work uh, in dry dock to have this um, uh, improvement in, uh, in fuel consumption. Thank you. Thanks, Mr. Vranopoulos. Next question for all of you. Decarbonization is around the corner and IMO is now drastic. What is your view on that? And what are the technologies we need to apply and meet the targets of IMO? And which aspects yards should be investing in order to reach those targets? Mr. Zhang. Uh, okay, uh, I'm pleased to start uh, these discu uh, discussions. Uh, as um, and commercial people, uh, maybe uh, my speak is not uh, quite technical, but uh, uh, personally, I think uh, uh, from shipyard side, uh, you know, as an uh, uh, you know, we we take the task as uh, assembly of components. Um, so uh, our uh, you know, own job is to make our own design to be more, uh, you know, uh, energy efficiency. Uh, so uh, the most what what we do, uh, how to say, is the the whole line, and also the whole system uh, could do uh, in line with the how to say the the energy saving, uh, and we will you know spend a lot uh, on, you know, for example. Uh, the researching, the model test, uh, analysis, or, or system. Uh, uh, besides, we also need to follow uh, the, new uh, the new technologies. Uh, for example, uh, you know, uh, ALS, uh, and uh, you know, even uh, how to say, shaft generators, uh, and also all uh, energy saving, uh, you know, ideas which is provided from the third party uh, uh, and to contribute, you know, for the whole, uh, I mean, the, the general performance of the whole ships. Um, but I have to say, you know, uh, as a shipbuilder, uh, you know, this uh, uh, industry is, uh, how to say, heavy uh, asset, you know, uh, industry. So there's no profits. <laughs> it's not quite much from shipyard side, you know, to invest, uh, you know, much more, uh, other than you know, uh, you know, the, the ship design. Um, so uh, we are willing, uh, anyhow, we are open and willing, you know, to uh, follow the ideas, uh, not only from uh, our client, but also from the supplier, uh, and uh, you know. Uh, everything which is, how to say, uh, green ideas and also the energy saving uh, so that uh, what we can provide to the market. Thank you. Thank you. Mr. Lin. I think this question is quite simple for shipyard. Uh, I think for shipyard it's very clear. We follow the, we started the new technologies. We provide the product with the latest green technologies. Uh, we can match the new requirement for experience, very simple, but I think uh, 
the decision to be made by the owner side is it's, it's a challenge for owner side. For spirit, it's easy. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Xu. Actually, decarbonization at this moment is a hot topic. So when we meet the ship owner, ship owner asks us, and we ask the ship owner. So <laughs> we still remember. So year before last year, so we say LNG. Then last year we say Maslow. Then now we start to discuss the ammonia, and so this is a headache for ship owner, also headache for shipyard. So, but we need to consider this. And uh, for shipyard instrument, uh, so we visit the main engine makers, we visit the class, we visit the ship design company. So actually for Costco this moment, uh, we most uh, ship orders we meet is for methanol. Um, but now they say the ammonia is the future. So we do the investment for Amolia, and we ask our design people to design people to uh, do more investment for Amolia. But this moment we still have no clear idea from the main engines. So just some ideas. So methanol orders we already take, but Amolia this moment we just do test for one talk, uh, talk vessels. So, so anyway, so we will wait and see, and uh, what I still remember, so in June, I played a visit to Greek ship owner. So yeah, for Greek ship owner, they say, somebody say they, somebody say, so maybe nuclear, so <laughs> no, nobody knows. So, so anyway, so we, we consider this, but no, I, no clear idea, what is the final choice, we don't know. This is all. <clears throat> okay, thank you. Mr. Yuan. Thank you, Yanis. So, I think most shipyards they are trying to adapt it, or say they follow the new technologies, and uh, uh, some are adventure to pursue the new technologies. Some are follow the ready technologies because decarbonization. This is a big topic in next years. The first of our new building circle is uh, appreciate, welcome this part of the. New regulations. First is environment friendly, mostly. Second is it creates more orders to our new building circle. That's big benefit for us. We 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 very much appreciate it. But um, I would like to further this question is another question: whether the green energy is really green. Where the green methanol come from? So, if the green methanol can continue, can supply enough for further as few. So this is a question. So uh, it it continues to the orders in future because now we only have five percent or ten percent uh, like methanol engine do few orders. But later on, we looking to maybe more and more owners con considering this for more methanol or ammonia. Orders, do few orders, but question is, do we have enough fuel there? What are, how they supply the fuel in future when they operating this do few engine, do few uh, vessels? Will this trend be stopped by this energy fuel supply? 
So this is a question in future we need to consider. I, I think the barrier now, maybe the most uh, is the engine producer, maybe BMW or, or Vasila is considering because they are, they are every day studying. They are, they are full of their capacity, every day studying all the new technology, trying to adopt, adopt or say, make the retrofit more easier, make the production more easier, make, it, make everything easier. But my question, or say further to your question, can we continue this trend? Make everything really green, really decarbonizing. Thank you. This is one million dollar question. <laughs> okay, Mr. Vanopoulos. Yes, uh, as far as the, uh, the Greek market is concerned, I, I see there's quite a bit of interest in uh, carbon capture. Uh, in terms of uh, dual fuel options, my feeling is that methanol seems to be uh, favored over, over, let's say, LNG or, or ammonia. Ammonia and hydrogen, I think, are still at uh, very preliminary stages, so it's difficult to say how the challenges those kinds of, those kind of fuels uh, uh, put in terms of safety, in terms of handling, etc., etc. Uh, uh, as far as methanol is concerned, I, I actually had a discussion with uh, a large uh, manufacturer in, uh, in China uh, who is actually setting up a, a green methanol plant. And the initial plan is to have a capacity of about 350,000 tons, and they will move up to 10 million. I, I think uh, now, for example, conventional fuel for the shipping industry is something like 300 million tons per annum. Uh, for us to slowly go into another mode, whether it's methanol or LNG or ammonia, uh, obviously will take time. I, I come back to what was said from the previous uh, uh, panel uh, uh, members as well. Uh, all of this carbonization has to be spread uh, realistically, most probably over a longer period of time. Otherwise, it's just not going to happen. Thank you. Right. Thanks. Thanks, Mr. Rananopoulos. Next question about safety. Lately, we have seen some uh, accidents, and I would like uh, to, th to ask the shipyards, now that the production is the, at its peak, what are the measures that the shipyards are doing to prevent unfortunate events? Mr. Xu. Okay. Uh, actually, so history is a good uh, teacher. So we, for shipyards, we know the 2010, 2011, sometimes we know this. So we will be cautious to take orders. So for we do not know what will be happened so several years later. So somebody say uh, the market will keep growing. Somebody say so not so positive. So when we take a new building orders, so more important is for the qualification of the ship owner, and uh, second is for payment terms. So we will ask the reasonable payment terms for new building orders. And we will choose ship owners, and we will uh, consider what kind of vessels. We will uh, more pay more attention to the conventional uh, merchant vessels. So this is uh, uh, our strategy. This but we will also consider some new energy transportation ships. So this is this is ours. Thank you, Mr. Lin. 
thank you. I think uh, safety is always CPR's first priority. Uh, we fully understand the potential buyer's concern regarding this issue. I think uh, besides the three ways I just uh, mentioned, uh, I think for Jalashpiard, we concentrating our resources, uh, we adopting new technologies, uh, we directly managing our workers. Besides these three ways, I would like to emphasize that the reasonable profit in this market is the most important factors to improve our HSE management. Uh, reasonable profit will bring healthy industry and healthy organization. Uh, frankly speaking, I think uh, in last years, in very difficult time for HBRs, I think in, especially in Korean HBRs, poor HSE record uh, can prove my point uh, from another direction. Thank you. Thanks. Mr. Tsang? I fully agree with Mr. Xu and Ms. Lin about uh, the HSE. Actually, uh, safety is uh, a priority to the shipyard uh, in uh, how to uh, avoid uh, such kinds of uh, you know, unexpected uh, accidents uh, from shipyard side. First of all, you need an, uh, uh, how to say, uh, uh, entire uh, system you know, uh, for, for the, the, I mean, the safety uh, management to avoid such kinds of uh, accidents to happen. But in, ca in case, uh, you know, uh, some, some accident happens, from shipyard side, uh, we should uh, uh, establish the emergency uh, management on the site, and uh, uh, all relevant departments uh, will, how does it do, uh, you know, uh, their own jobs uh, uh, under the instructions, for example. Uh, from commercial departments, we need uh, to, uh, how to say, uh, discussing with our clients uh, to present the situations and uh, uh, let them know what uh, our plans will be. Uh, and uh, uh, in line with the contract, how to deal with the situations. And from the uh, supply department, uh, they will communicating with the how to say, vendors, supplier, makers, which is in involved. Uh, to settle that uh, very, uh, how to say, bad situation. So. Thank you, Mr. Zhang. Uh, we are short of time, uh, so I would like to wrap up and uh, notice that uh, the shipyards, uh, they are too increasing their production, but they're doing it with cautious and in a very measurable and, in my opinion, wise way. I would like to thank uh, all the panelists uh, for their insights. And uh, to wrap it up, I would like uh, to ask Mr. Varanopoulos, from your perspective, during your times in China, how you see the last 10 years, the progress that the shipyards have been made? Uh, honestly, the, I, I've been coming to China since 91. So my, my initial uh, starting, uh, starting up was uh, 30, 35, uh, well, 30, 30 plus years ago. Uh, the last 10 years, uh, honestly, they've been phenomenal. I mean, it's, even if somebody said uh, 10 years ago in 2013, what the shipbuilding uh, picture scene will be in, in China, nobody could foresee how fast the, uh, the yards here have actually managed to, to move up whether it's uh, moving up in terms of uh, uh, higher specification vessels. I mean, the, it's been leaps and bounds in terms of uh, PCTC, for example. 
uh, LNG vessels. Um, now, again, there's new, new types of vessels coming into the picture. Um, carbon dioxide uh, transportation, uh, ammonia, etc., etc. So I can only I can only respect the the efforts, the team effort that the yards have made in in an extremely uh, harsh environment commercially, uh, and have actually managed to to bring uh, Chinese uh, shipbuilding at the forefront. Uh, it's no longer you know in the beginning it was okay we're number two we're number three. But now I think not only in terms of quantity, in terms of quality, uh, the Chinese yards have nothing to, uh, to fear from uh, other yards, whether they're Korean or, or Japanese or, or anything else. Thanks a lot. Panelists, thanks a lot.